honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. A pleasure to be back on board once again today. It will be a mini-sode, kind of like last show, maybe even shorter. It's going to be a short one. I mean, a lot of my shows usually get to be about an hour, maybe slightly more, slightly less. Yeah, the old two-hour days are pretty much gone, except for State of the Timberwolves, State of the Vikings, stuff like that, you know, like the other shows. But just another off-season update, and, you know, little mini rants, little mini uh, praises, mini raves, you get the idea. A couple of free agent signings since the last show, and then a little hiatus after that, but, you know, so trying to keep updated. Also, again, just frustration with how certain Wolves fans act out there. It's just, ugh, Jiminy Christmas, uh... Breaking news, Ricky Rubio's not Magic Johnson. Come on, people, relax. My God, everybody acts like you say anything about Ricky Rubio, like it just insulted their mother. I mean, can we please relax out there? I mean, please. I mean, is there anybody intelligent left out there? Or is everybody basically, like, stuck in... I, I don't know. I mean, anything that happened before the year 2000 no longer counts. Okay, you get the idea. Yeah, I, I could go on with that forever, but it's that same crowd. You get the, you can probably guess what I'm talking about, and it's really frustrating. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid, please. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid about Ricky Rubio not being here, and anybody saying anything negative about Rubio, again, like they insulted your mother. Like, would you please stop? Oh, my God. Okay, that was an interesting introduction to the show. Todd Gibson and Jamal Crawford. Hey, well, <laughs> both former Chicago Bulls. Of course, Crawford way before Thomas Tom Thibodeau got there. Todd Gibson very much when Thomas Tom Thibodeau was there. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau, sorry. The <laughs> head coach and president of basketball operations for the Timberwolves. Well, we finally got Jamal Crawford. It's like the 19th attempt at getting him, but, uh, you know, we got him. 19th attempt, uh, 19th <laughs> is a charm, right? 19th try is a charm, just like third try is a charm. Yeah, well, here it is. Um, it's nice. We're back. We're rolling. Mm. <laughs> Facebook is just uh, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. But luckily, there are some of you out there that uh, are a little bit more realistic about things. I need to calm down, though. Let's talk about Taj Gibson. Let's talk about Jamal Crawford. I got my little mini rant out of the way. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to jump behind here. Uh, I'll probably jump back into it some more and get caught up to your, with your comments on the Facebook page and Twitter. Those of you out there, thank you so much for your loyalty. The Tanae Browns, the Vince Germanos, the Hank McCoys. Or should I say Wayne Hunt? Yes. No. <laughs> Hank McCoy, yes. Courtside Podcast, always so kind to me. So kind, so kind to me and to this show. Um, just thank you so much, Hank McCoy, Vince Germano. Courtside Podcast, do check it out. It is Timberwolves Explosion approved, just like Timberwolves Explosion is courtside approved. You guys are just the best. Again, iTunes, Stitcher, Double Twist, all that good stuff. Let's get rolling. Todd Gibson initially inked about a week after the uh, Jeff Teague acquisition. We kind of knew he was going to wind up here. Spent basically every season in, t- in Chicago until last year during, uh, during the t- after the trade deadline. Traded to the OKC Thunder. Nice, valuable guy. Solid, great defense, veteran leadership. Plays a role in this league. Misses games sometimes. Sometimes he's an Iron Man. I mean, back in his first season, he played 82 games. The second season, 80 games with Chicago back in 09, 
10, and then 10, 11. You get the idea there. Uh, but again, plays a role. Never has averaged over 30 minutes a game in his career. Usually about 20 to 28 minutes. Kind of varies with which the situation with the team and such. But again, has never really rotted on the bench either. Has never been under 20 minutes a game during uh, the course of his seasons. Uh, seven points in some years, eight points, some years, 12 points, some years. You know, you'll, you'll get, but the rebounding has pretty much been the same thing over here. About seven rebounds, a little under that. Great, solid defender, of course. Already 32 years old. I can't believe that. I mean, that's that's weird. The 2009 draft, huh, out of Brooklyn, New York. And, yeah, you had the little frustration where he got pulled over with a suspended license. But, yeah, that's over and done, and we'll just continue on from there. Luckily, <laughs> I can't believe the guy's 32 already, though. That's, that's freaking weird. 2009? I mean, geez. That also tells you, yeah, again, like the Currys and such, they're not going to last forever. So, yeah, and, and <laughs> those of you that just love the Warriors, enjoy them while they're there because it ain't going to last forever and make room for the Wolves. Uh, again, also more updates coming in. <clears throat> Talking about, uh, ugh, I could just see the, yeah, I don't even want to get back into that. Some of those people <laughs> think I'm still replying to stuff. But, uh, yeah, now you get talks about Kyrie Irving possibly coming to the Wolves, or somebody anyway. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. Um, yeah, Kyrie Irving. You know, that guy that helped hit the dagger that ended the Warriors' uh, 73-win season in shame. Ha-ha. And I loved every second of that. Uh, yep. Just like an archer in the back row firing that arrow into the heart of the, the in, in the heart of that three-headed dragon, that monster. It was wonderful to watch. Uh, Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland. He doesn't want to take the backseat to LeBron James. It was his team, and then LeBron came back home and blah, 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 stole the thunder. Who knows, maybe Andrew Wiggins might get traded there. You never know. Um, but, yeah, maybe I'm recording this show about 24 to 48 hours too early, and I'll be right back on the air if Kyrie Irving is on his way here. I think he's going to wind up with the Miami Heat or, or the Spurs, probably. And if he goes to the Spurs, that sucks. Um, that really sucks if he goes to the Spurs. But, well, here we go again. I mean, everybody wants to be in the West now. Congratulations, Cleveland and Boston, and being the Eastern Conference Finals again next year. That's about it. i got to say <laughs> Uh, well, talk is about Andrew Wiggins would have to be included because Jeff Teague is not uh, eligible to be traded until December. So six months after the signing, you can't just sign a guy and trade him, even though there are sign and trades. But it's usually, but it's your team, your player, your free agent that you can do that, not a new free agent. Um, but again, let's get back to Todd Gibson. I'm a little wild and excited right now and distracted with these stupid comments back and forth, and you know what, I'm lowering myself, which is, you know, I, I shouldn't even be responding, but then again, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's part of the discussion. We don't all have to agree on everything. Uh, Todd Gibson brings the veteran leadership, the defensive approach this team's this team desperately needs. You really hope that Todd Gibson can bring that in? I think he can. Um, one player isn't going to make a huge difference, but I'm sure he'll make a bigger difference than Jordan Hill did last year. Of course, him <laughs> being Jordan Hill waved immediately when, uh, the position presented itself for the Wolves. Um, Taj Gibson replaces beyond what Jordan Hill could have been. We, I thought Jordan Hill was going to play a role with his club last year, and Tom Thibodeau thought otherwise. You know Gibson will play with Tom Thibodeau, no doubt. He's going to be in the immediate rotation, maybe even start. It's going to be between him and Gorgie Zhang starting at the power forward position, and the other guy will get very significant minutes in about a seven-man range, seventh-man Six-man possibility with the Jamal Crawford, Shabazz Muhammad most likely gone as the Timberwolves renounce his rights officially, and now there's not enough cap space to bring him back unless you trade away uh, 
Cole Aldrich, but even that might not be enough to bring back Shabazz Muhammad, who still has not been signed by anybody. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how things continue to develop there. The acquisition of Jamal Crawford, of course, the uh, the, the room the room exception, the salary crap room exception. It keeps changing the name of that. It used to be called the salary crap exception, but brought in for about <laughs> brought in for about four or five million a year. Jamal Crawford is now a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. So very nice to have him on board again. The Sixth Man of the Year many times over throughout his career started out really nice with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, man, there was a time in his career he was averaging 20 points a game for the New York Knicks, even when it was on the Warriors back in 08-09 before uh, Curry got there. <laughs> Actually, right up, yeah, yeah, right before Curry got there, was on the Knicks, traded to the Warriors early that season, was on the Hawks for a little while, averaged about 18 points, and then 15 points. Thought the Wolves were going to get him again after that lockout season. We were all over it, and then the Wolves didn't get him, and that was unfortunate. Then there were trade rumors for him during that year, as things were not working out in Portland. Trade, trade rumors, trade rumors, Beasley for Crawford. You see people on Twitter saying, oh, that just sounds like a mess type of trade anyway, you know, because it just continued to get quiet, and it just never happened. And then and then he goes to the Clippers, and then <laughs> and gets better and better, and is a, just the best sixth man ever, ever, pretty much. Never gets hurt, always healthy, always durable. And all people can say is that would have been a mad trade for Michael Beasley. And Michael Beasley, Jamal Crawford... Hmm. I mean, I think I know who I'd prefer between those two. I think you guys might know now, right? I mean, some of you out there that were all over Michael Beasley back in the day, and uh, I, I don't know. After seeing him screw up things so much when he was with the Wolves and how he just continued to just look less and less interested out there, I don't know. Jam- Jamal Crawford, man. It's a, it's a crying shame that the Wolves were unable to pull that one off. Of course, with David Kahn as your general manager slash president of basketball, I don't know what to tell you there. Uh, five years in Clipperland for Jamal Crawford. Multiple six Man of the Year awards. He averaged 18 points a game a couple of those years, down to 16, 14. He's been on a steady decline the last couple of years, unfortunately. But still, maintains that durability. I mean, 79 games two years ago, 82 games last year. Very, very steady. Very sturdy. It's been wonderful indeed. He occasionally misses some games, but again, he, generally speaking, he has been one of the Iron Men in this league. I mean, there's so many years where you see 80 games, 79 games, over and over again. Um, not the best three-point shooter of all time, but certainly not the worst. He can definitely hit the shot a little quieter than he was earlier in his career when he averaged 45% with the Knicks So one of those years, 45% with the Bulls way back in the day. But uh, about a 35-36% three-point guy throughout his career. Defense non-existent, but then again... That's why we got Todd Gibson, I suppose. Um, it's funny, though, as Jamal Crawford, when he first came into the NBA, he was talking about he was going to be a good defender and he was going to really focus on that, and he did with the Bulls in the very early days. But uh, but when you continue to see him more as an offensive guy, particularly was he, when he got to Atlanta and he became a six-man type of player, it seemed like the defense vanished and it was pretty much an instant offense style. And that's pretty much the direction Jamal Crawford has been the last seven years or so since he went to the Atlanta Hawks eight years now back in the summer of 2009. And remember, the Wolves were after him all the way back then. As far as <laughs> they were after him back then with the Clippers, we were after him two years ago and then he re-signed with the Clippers. Woohoo. Um, but at least he's here now at age 37, right about my age. In fact, well, a little bit little bit younger. March 20th, 1980. Yeah, a little younger than me. I'm July 29th, 1979. That's coming up in a week. Wow, 38 years old. Yeah, I'm a little washed up. It sucks, but it is what it is. 
Boy, I could stand to lose a couple of pounds, too. <laughs> Crawford has been pretty damn good in that department. That guy just stays fit, stays healthy all the time, and good for him. Good on him. He's an awesome interview as well. Would love to have him on this show, if humanly possible. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Tim Rule's explosion and Jamal Crawford. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, awesome. Uh, so we'll just kind of let that continue to develop. Uh, I'm distracted looking at these. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's leave them alone. Yeah. Humbug. I'm just the stupidest person ever, I guess. <laughs> That's what people want you to believe because you just have a different opinion. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Rubio wasn't Magic Johnson. Um, Kyrie Irving to the Wolves, though. Wouldn't that be something? As That's the continued conversation. Uh, it's nice to see the Wolves bring in some depth, but of course there are four possible positions still available. You're, you're still talking about the, the Mike Dunleavy Jr. You're talking about Gerald Green. You're talking about Randy Foy. Those are all okay players. Some of them will be willing to come in for the minimum. Some of them won't. Gerald Green, Randy Foy have talked about that. Uh, well, they haven't directly talked about it, but um, the talk is from the agents and such that they would be willing to sign for the minimum, but the Wolves have not contacted them as of yet. Uh, C.J. Miles, the Wolves unfortunately missing out on Mr. Miles, and that's unfortunate. Um, that was the conversation about a week ago. The Wolves were totally interested in him, but were unwilling to trade with the uh, were un- unwilling to part with that first round pick. Unfortunately, that's the thing. It was going to be more of like a Cole Aldrich type of deal and possibly another player, but unfortunately the Wolves unwilling to give up that first round pick for C.J. Miles and off he goes to the Raptors, so that's unfortunate. Uh, A.P. Krasinski was kind enough to uh, break that news about a week ago, unfortunately, about a week, week and a half ago, pardon me. It's frustrating and it's sad and and, uh, Tenet Brown talking about that on Twitter. I'm kind of going to merge into that slowly but surely as we continue to uh, rant and rave about this and that. And again, apologize if I'm a little disoriented. Just, I'm a little excited. Of course, I, got, I also just got off work, too. And I need to, I really wanted to get back on the mic again. And of course, a little bit flustered with some of the fans out there. Oh, man. On certain Facebook pages. I won't name which Facebook page that, the, that certain conversations took place. But, oh, man. It's like you just want to believe that people could be a little bit more, I don't know, could, could just stop with the Kool-Aid and just, you know, Calm down a little bit, but they, they never will. You can never say anything not so friendly about this guy or that guy without getting some flack, and I guess that's life. I guess I need to relax myself a little bit. Maybe I'm the one being a little too sensitive. That could be. Uh, I want to thank Tanae Brown and, of course, Vince Germano. Lakers Pies Browns, that's who his uh, clubs are there. That's what he calls on his Twitter account. It's Vinrock, for, at Vinrock44. Thank you very much. They retweeted the last show. Thank you again so much for that. Uh, yep, Levi also retweeted it. Thank you so much. Uh, me and Montavious Ellison, Montavious Ellison, got in a minor conversation. I don't think anything too bad. I was frustrated with the... I wish I would show the whole conversation. I think it will if it... Uh, just show it, please. Thank you. I was talking about how Harden, this Harden deal will go down as one of the greatest mistakes in NBA history. That team will never win anything. The league is self-destructing. And my whole fear is, yeah, I mean, we're talking like 50-some million a year over a four-year period for James Harden. That's too much. 
And that's my great fear coming in that I think things are going to uh, head towards a lockout because it's getting out of control. Stu Benson of the Courtside Podcast goes in a different direction saying that, hey, it's good for the league and these guys are finally getting what they deserve because the basketball related income. And that's what brought the salary cap up so high. And that's why the salaries are going up and the guys are getting their fair share now. And I don't know. Um, well, there's a two-way street to that. I mean, yes, the money's good now, but that doesn't mean it's going to be good forever. Um I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a fair argument either way. Uh, Montavious Ellison said he, he feels like I'm overreacting. I was saying I don't, and he says, why do I think it's so bad? I respond that with, you don't think 50, a $57 million a year deal is going to lead to a lockout? You don't think stuff like that's going to lead to a lockout? Because I kind of do, and he didn't respond. I don't know if he's one of those deals where uh, you don't deserve a response, or he was busy, or he thought I was right, maybe, or kind of... Mm, middle of the road, maybe kind of agrees, kind of disagrees. I don't know. Um, mm, mm. I don't know. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, 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 I hope this doesn't lead to a lockout because if it does, it's going to be a huge lockout. I mean, huge. Uh, Tanae talking about he's frustrated. This again on Twitter at Tanae Wilson Bro. Tanae Wilson Bro. T A H N A E. That's how you spell Tanae. One of the most legendary listeners of the show. And again, Tanae's takes. We miss it very much. It'll be back at some point, and it's up to him when he's able to do that. No rush, no pressure, nothing. But uh, love to hear from you. That's all I got to say. That's the only quote unquote pressure I'm going to give to you is love to hear from you again on this show. Just, you're so valuable. And he was on very recently, so I can't complain too much, right? Um, yep, AP Krasinski was talking about how the Rolls refused to give up the pick, and then today he says, as frustrating uh, as frustrating to, is to miss out on Miles, it's nice to maintain cap flexibility. Thoughts? And, and yes, the Wolves were able to get cap flexibility, and that's how they were able to move on and, and uh, acquire... Taj Gibson, and, of course, Jamal Crawford. So it's just kind of is what it is. Uh, talk is, if the Wolves don't trade Andrew Wiggins, that he will get the five-year extension for about $150 million, about 149.5, or was it 148.5? And he's going to start off in the high 20s and get into the low 30s as the contract progresses because, of course, it's an ascending contract. That's how it usually works. Once in a blue moon, you get a descending contract, like in the NHL with... Uh, Parisian suitor. They have a descending contract as they get older, and that was smart, I would have to say. You know, maybe they shouldn't be making $9 million a year, which is which is like $40 million in the NBA. It basically is, right, in, 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 in hockey circles, as that uh, cap is not going up at all, and the TV deal hasn't gone up as much as freaking playoff hockey was 10 times better than NBA hockey. Even Charles Barkley was saying that. So, hey, don't get mad at me for saying that. Even Chuck was saying it. You know? And yes, Chuck puts his Put up as you know what way too many times, but that that time I think that was pretty good, uh, in my humble opinion. Um, I was also commenting how it's insane, how unreal, it's insane and unreal how those older guys are so limber in that three on three league that's been going on with the old former players. Some of those guys are, f- <laughs> some of those guys have gotten a little thicker over the years, unfortunately. But then, but then others like freaking Mahmoud Abdurraouf. You know, Chris Jackson, Mahmoud Abdurraouf, Denver Nuggets. And I believe he played with the uh, Sacramento Kings as well. My God, the guy can the guy, the guy can still play. I mean, he can still shoot the basketball. And he's 48 years old with a gray beard. And I mean a really gray beard. 
Like he looks like he's older than forty-eight uh, in his face, his facial with that beard, that big like whitish beard, and he's shooting threes like he just like he could be on the Warriors right now. You know, I mean, why not spot up shooter? Spot up shooter, just stand there and uh, hopefully you can get open once in a blue moon. But that's the other thing; they're going against guys that can't move too well either. But that guy's still limber and he's still good. And poor freaking um, Jason Williams, eighth AL. God, you're 41 years old. You're playing again, having some fun in that three on three league. And he tears his ACL, so uh, that, that sucks. And I, I, that really sucks. You hear him screaming in pain on the ground. Ah. You know, I wasn't a gigantic fan of the guy. I thought he was a frickin' clown. Pardon my... I keep saying frickin', but I'm kind of in a weird mood. I'm kind of pissed off a little bit, but... <laughs> playfully pissed off, I suppose. Um, but the poor guy, just, you know, writhing in pain and yelling, you know, at the... Oh, I, I feel bad for him. Uh, definitely would not want to see that happen to a guy. And he, and he played well, too, out there. Um, a lot of these guys are good. Rashad McCants is all big and nasty looking, but I was in China, some of those battles going on over there, and also in the three-on-three league. Um, Rashad McCants has put on a lot of weight, unfortunately, but a lot of these guys can still play. I mean, heck, I've put on some weight, and I can still play, right? I can still play. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to compete in those leagues, though. <laughs> Watch Kobe come back and score 60 again, but he'll have to take, like, 45 shots to get there. Oh, zing! Vince Germano's going to kill me. I had to say it. There we go. Now I just put my foot in my mouth. Oh, I'm sorry, Vince. I had to say it. <laughs> oh, so that's pretty much the mini uh, We Let's get to the flips. Uh, let's get to the Facebook page. Going to give a quick shout out to Flips Army, by the way. Trevor Wickerin, the owner and creator of that Facebook page. Give him a shout out right now, right here and now. You're not going to like everybody that posts on there, but then again, that's most Facebook pages. Um, especially when there's a ton of people. There's always going to be certain people that want to battle you no matter what you say, no matter who you like. But at the end of the day, it's one of the better pages out there, and there's a little bit less of that. So that's the good part. A little bit less of that than some of the others. <sighs> yes, go to Flips Army. It's a wonderful page, especially during the regular season. But hey, off-season conversation, free agency, this and that. You get quick updates, just like you do on the Rules Explosion Facebook page. Do go there also. Please give my page a like, follow, and all that, and comment on there more often if you could. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, and the Twitter account, which I really did not mention, is at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. All this information will be in the show description. So let's get to that Facebook page, and I'll tell you also how to get on with the uh, phone line at the end, if I can remember it. (laughs) I thought I had the Facebook page loaded. Oh, I do on a different thing. Duh. I'm going crazy and getting frustrated reading some of these comments. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, whatever. Okay, I'm not that mad. It's just kind of like mm, frustrating sometimes. Uh, Gordon Hayward did sign with the Boston Celtics. That's another thing I almost forgot to mention. Paul Millsap did go to the Denver Nuggets. Woohoo. So everybody's coming west. Isn't that wonderful except Gordon Hayward? I mean, for crying out loud, can people just go east a little bit? You know? Somebody like Chris Paul, why couldn't he go to the Knicks or something? You know? Or to the Bulls, you know? Do you have to? Does everybody have to come to the West? It's getting to be too much. I mean, this 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 seesaw is going to tip over. It's not fair, man. It's not fair anymore. Every time, man. Every every bleeping time, I can't take anymore. I cannot. Oh boy, there is a lot of conversation on here, isn't there? Mm. Well, a couple comments on the most recent show of two hundred two. Nicholas Simon. Here we go. Let's get this guy. 
out there. Let's get that name out there. Nicholas Simon, also from Australia. Great guy, man. Uh, nice to meet you, and nice to give you your first shout-out on here, and please keep posting. This guy's really cool. He says, about to listen, really enjoy the podcast. You are very entertaining, and your voice is weird and excellent. Love from Australia. Yeah, my voice is weird. Um, excellent, I hope. Some of you think that. Probably not everybody, especially when I especially when I don't always worship Rubio, like, at his feet, or anybody else, by the way. I don't even worship, I don't worship Carl Anthony Towns or... Jimmy Butler, they're not God. They're good players, but they're not God. <laughs> I was saying thank you so much to him, and uh, just, yeah, really appreciate you. Love you guys from Australia. He was saying around, the, I was asking him when he started listening, he said around the start of last season, I think. I was so excited for many seasons, so I searched out some Wolves stuff. I have no real team of my own that I love since Sean Kemp became a fat coke addict and broke my heart. I have trust issues. Last few years, it's been the Clippers, but, um, yeah. Harder and harder to be passionately devoted. Mini season was a bit of a letdown. Yes, it was, I guess, but was still super promising, especially after all the moves. I'm still on board and even more exciting now. I'll still have some residual interest in the old clips, but I'm mostly keen to see how Mini, Philly, and Utah go. Hmm. And the voice being weird is definitely a compliment. Weird isn't really the right word, but just super distinctive. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's a different voice, I suppose. I suppose it's not like everybody else's voice, because nobody's voice is the same, I suppose. I was saying, oh, Taj Gibson and the Wolves agree on the contract. Now this is going to be longer than I thought, because I kept rambling on earlier. Doggone it. Ugh. Okay, uh, Ali Sidikai, who's gotten a little more active on the page. Thank you. He, uh, he's more known on the Purple Mafia show. But, yep, keep coming on. Keep coming to Timberwolves Explosion. Hopefully he's a listener. Uh, he says, great move. Vince Germano says, nice. Wayne Hunt slash Hank McCoy says, no, get Paul Millsap. Oh, well. Upside is he's a Thibs guy and a solid contributor. Plus, he has plenty of playoff experience, so that will help. And absolutely, I'm all on board with you on that comment. I was telling you how Kyle Lowry signed for three years, $100 million, and that it's crazy, the amount of term. Or it's the same amount of term, but double the money. We saved $43 million. That's a big difference. $43 million. $43 million. That's a lot. That's high. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Man. Mm. Yeah, I hate this. Yeah, stop looking, Joey. Stop looking. Uh, Sebastian says if he thinks Teague is a better fit, so be it. I'd rather get us us good players who he thinks may fit his scheme, then have a GM get square peg, then have a GM get square pegs for a round hole, bleep the money. Let's try to win for once. Well, yeah. Said if we pulled off a miracle, no one would care how close to the cap we were. Nicholas Simon says, if you consider Lowry's age, I'd expect their inter their production over the course of the contract to be pretty similar. He's the better player, that being Lowry. But I'd have to imagine Teague has a few more years of at a higher level playing him. So yeah, about three years uh, younger. So yeah, I think it'd shake out pretty evenly. So I think it's a good move for Mini. Save some money and probably don't lose much. Yes. Fred Mithen says, could have saved more cash by keeping the guy who's been playing with Wiggins and Towns for their entire career. Just saying, so that's Rubio. I don't think Teague is an improvement over improving over an improving Rubio. I'll bet Rubio puts up better numbers next season with an even worse roster. Maybe. Um... I, I mean, and, and, and I don't think uh, 
Utah's that bad. Of course, they did lose Gordon Hayward, so yeah, they're worse than before. Um, I I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm actually now I'm getting exhausted from the whole Rubio conversation. Uh, Nicholas Simon says I'd have loved to have seen Rubio stay. It's a bit of a gamble on his improvements being not only sustainable but improved upon. I think he will do it, but there's cause for concern. And I yeah. I, I don't trust Rubio necessarily to continue to improve. I think that's probably about his ceiling. Uh, Thread Mithen says, Agreed. I think there's something to be said about being a further removed from an ACL, further removed from being a 14-year-old playing with grown men. I honestly think that both are almost equal factors in limiting his production. He deferred way too often when the basketball play was for him to take the open shot. Nicholas Simon wraps up this section saying, True, I'll be really interested to see how it goes in Utah. That should be great. A uh, great team if Hayward stays, and of course he didn't. And Rubio was disappointed. He was sad about it. Um, I was talking about how the Wolves pronounced Shabazz Muhammad, and now I'm getting a white screen. Oh, I just, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, Vince Germano says I'd be happy for the Lakers to take a punt on Shabazz for the right price, and I always kind of imagined Shabazz as one of the Lakers. I always kind of did. Uh, Vince was saying, yep, we've said it many times. Ali Sidikai says, I like Baz. He's but he shoots too much. They sh- they could still re-sign and go over the cap since he was with them last year. Other free agents, you can't. Uh, Wayne Hunt says, come on, and that's Hank McCoy, says, come on, Grizz, snap him up. Do something, Memphis. Oh, wait, looks like we got Ben McLemore from Sacramento. Great. Yeah, not the best offseason for the <sighs> Memphis Grizzlies. They lost Zebo, and they didn't lose Marcus all. But they lost, uh, yeah, I mean, not the off, not the best offseason. They did lose a Zebo though, and uh, man, big frustration for Mr. Wayne Hunt there. Uh, Tony Allen most likely gone as well. He's not too happy, and some people are hoping he'll come here. Tony Allen, that's the other one. Not sure if he'll be willing to take the minimum or not, because that's all the Wolves have left. Lorenzo in transit says Eep Ennis might be the guy we count on, though. Hmm, hmm, Enos Cantor, Enos Cantor? No, or is it Ennis, uh... I don't know. Uh, talking about this, wow. Uh, continued conversation. Yeah, Vince was surprised about the amount of money for Mr. Paul Millsap. $90 million for only three years. That's a lot. Uh, Fred Mithen says, where does Taj fit in? No way he should start over Zhang at this point in his career. Off the bench? I guess that means Payne is on his way out. And I got to think so. Too bad. I like Flip's team. It's pretty much gone. And uh, But Payne didn't do hardly anything. Uh, Ali says, exactly, Gibson and Dang is way better than just Millsap. Teague and Gibson is also better than Lowry. Somebody else was, yeah, I was saying, mm-hmm, it's nice that we can have both of them. So, that's good. Uh, Ali agreed with me there. I'm kind of going all over the place here. Uh, we were talking about uh, Gordon Hayward a bit. People were pretty surprised about it. Mm-hmm. Pete pretty surprised indeed. Yeah, um... Hank McCoy is so mad at him. I feel like over the past six years, Utah did everything to build the team around him. They had a great year last season, and his backhanded letter to the Jazz fans was nothing but but a slap in the face, really. At least Coach Snyder had a bit more grace about the departure. I'm banging on Utah still having a good season next year. And, yeah, they should be all right. Nicholas Simon definitely very surprised. He said, wow, what is going on, basically? And, yeah, it's pretty weird. Pretty weird indeed. Ah, my God, it continues to jump around. I was talking about a hardened thing is way out of hand, and nobody responded to that. Probably turned off by the way I said it. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I was talking about 
You know, the Wolves had acquired Jamal Crawford. Nicholas Simon says he's such a bucket getter that he gets the other team to get buckets too. Let's the other team get buckets too. Yeah, rut row. Um, yeah, but another interesting one, how Tom Thibodeau wanted the Bulls to select uh, <laughs> Draymond Green. Ouch. Draymond Green, yeah, they wanted him, and they opted for Marquis Teague. Not Jeff Teague, Marquis Teague. Marquis Teague, Draymond Green. Uh-huh. So would be nice if Tom Thibodeau was with the Wolves at the time, and, and the pick was there, and the Wolves didn't take Marquis Teague. They took uh, Draymond Green, but... Unfortunately, you know how we all like to be in hindsight, and unfortunately, we're always kind of on the, yeah, ah, it sucks. We're always kind of like already past tense. It's nothing you can do about it. That sucks. Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler actively pursuing Kyrie Irving to the Timberwolves per ESPN. Sebastian was saying, with what cap money exactly? And, well, I mean, you, that's where you work out the trades. You're not going to sign him. You trade. The money gets traded. Uh, Hank McCoy says, right now, Jeff Teague is sweating in his jocks. No one wants to be stuck in Cleveland after this season. LBJ is gone. Tanae says he can't be moved in the trades yet, Kenny. And, no, um, that's true. This is uh, Ali Siddiqui answers that right there for me. Kyrie is a stud, but I, won't, but I wouldn't move Cat, Wiggins, or Butler for him. One of them, and Teague, is better than just Kyrie. Teague also can't be moved till December. So talk is, again, that if anybody's traded out of a, the big-name people, it would be Wiggins. See if there's visitor posts. Otherwise, we'll wrap things up. And, of course, there's a couple. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few here. So, Paul Millsap, that's one that we already, I believe we already talked about on the last show. Yes. Uh... Plus, it's obviously old news now, unfortunately. But I uh, thank Hank McCoy for posting that. Without a doubt, Paul Millsap ultimately went with Denver. Uh, and yes, Kevin Love did the Wolves a huge favor. Nice article, Dunking with Wolves, posted by Ali Siddiqui. Recommend Always check that out. Dunkingwithwolves.com. Uh, Wayne Hunt saying, Hank McCoy saying, Tim Rolls fans were disappointed they missed out on outside shooting for J.J. Redick, who, of course, went to the freaking <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers for... Only $23 million, that's all. Just $23 million for one year. But how would you guys feel about Jamal Crawford? And yes, we did wind up getting him, and luckily we were able to nab him there. Thank you again. Yep, good recommendation, and that one did work out. He says, I thought it would be, uh, uh, Hank McCoy says, I thought it would be interesting that I read today that last season there was only five players that played all 82 games, and yes, a lot of them are on the Wolves here. Uh, he says, what's even more interesting is that this season, four out of five of those players are now Timberwolves. Yep, so durability, baby. Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Gorgie Jang, Jeff Teague. I'm sure Coach Tibbs will get another 82 out of them this season, LOL. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, be careful. Zing, he says, I honestly believe that staying healthy is an overlooked stat in the league today, and it's extremely important. How can you get production from a guy when he's on the bench? Or he's in, or he's in, uh, he's in, he's in a suit and tie, or, you know, he's in professional dress rather than on the court. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, exactly. Uh, you can't get production out of a player that's hurt. So, yeah, it is priceless. You know, it's like Carl Anthony Towns extension, five years, this amount of million. Andrew Wiggins contract extension, five years, this amount of million. Players that stay healthy, priceless. For everything else, there's MasterCard. Yeah. <laughs> Dunking with Wolves post from Ali Siddiqui says all oh, the Timberwolves fans really have, uh, finally have a season to be excited again, and that was a good article indeed. Do recommend check that out. Another one, Tony Allen would be a nice addition. That's another post by Ali Siddiqui, and do keep them coming. You're very welcome to do that. We will continue to read that. 
Uh, yep, I would love to see Tony Allen. Final post here, then we could call it a night. <laughs> It'll be a tiny bit longer, but it always does, doesn't it? It's not too bad, though. It'll be about 40 minutes when we're done. Yeah, Hank McCoy says, So I asked this question on the Courtside Podcast the other week and thought I'd extend it to the good folks over at TE, that's Timberwolves Explosion. Do you think Wolves fans have focused too much on what Rubio can't do outside shooting instead of enjoying everything he can do? Now look at this guy, the guy that was constantly talking about how Rubio can't shoot. So, I don't know. It's funny how people turn on you. Doggone it, see, and, 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 and then I'm the one turning on Rubio, right? Like, yeah, we finally got rid of him. No, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. He says, I think the success of this upcoming season might be the brunt of the trade-off fans. Trade-off fans. The, we'll take the brunt of the trade-off fans. But I definitely believe there are aspects of this game, fan, of of... of his game, fan will, fans will miss. I'm losing my mind. I definitely believe there are aspects of his game fans will miss. Thoughts? Yes. And the, yes, the court vision, without a doubt, the alley-oops. Jeff Teague's very capable of that, but yes, the passing of Ricky Rubio, a little bit better, without a doubt. Uh, you know, um, Kalen Woods, a Laker fans as outsider looking in. I'm with Vin, definitely underappreciated, consider, considering you never got a chance to see him with a team of shooters that was ready to win. Yep, um... Good thoughts by both of you there, and yes, we'll miss some of it. It's more of, let's just give Teague a chance. Uh, he's very skilled. I think he can create space better than Ricky Rubio. You know, and, and it's great if you can pass the ball, but when the other team has no confidence you're going to take the shot and make the shot, you're more vulnerable to turn the ball over in key moments of the game, and I talked about it extensively on the last show. That's stuff that I'm not going to miss. That's stuff that Marcus the Forecaster is not going to miss, and other Wolves fans, though. That are, you know, that follow it and maybe be a little bit more critical of Ricky Rubio historically. So I don't hate Ricky Rubio. Please don't take this the wrong way, those of you out there from Australia, but also locally, especially. It seems like people are so damn sensitive here, and I wish they'd kind of like toughen up a little bit. You have Jeff Teague as your freaking point guard, he can play. You have Jimmy Butler, who <laughs> can run an offense like a LeBron James style, not as good. Not as good because nobody's as good as LeBron James right now in the NBA. But he kind of plays that LeBronish type of role historically. And again, you have Jeff Teague, who's an excellent player. You didn't bring, you know, it's not like you brought in uh, Terrell Brandon again here. You know, Mr. Stop and Pop. That's all he does is stop and pop and make a couple of good passes, but overall no defense, no aggression, nothing. This guy is an aggressive son of a gun. Oh, and by the way, Terrell Brandon would miss, miss like 20 games a year if you're lucky. If, if not be out for the season for this or that. Terrell Brandon, guys like that. And you paid him an astronomical amount of money for the time. $12 million a year. That was a ton back in 99. So, yeah. Jeff Teague is... This guy is a talented guy. He's a talented, talented player. Um, I'm very excited to have him. Aggressive. Constantly moving. Can create space. Can wreak havoc a bit on opposers. And, again, other players out there can also create space for Jeff Teague to not only shoot, but to attack the basket. The quick feet, the quick feet, the quick feet, the quick feet. Ricky Rubio has the ability to drive to the, drive to the basket, but he didn't do it very often. So, again, it is what it is. I don't hate Ricky Rubio at all. And I know everybody out there that thinks, especially locally, the minute you criticize Rubio, like maybe you're not all the way on board, you're not calling him Magic Johnson, you think the guy's worse than Chris Smith who used to play for the Timberwolves 25 years ago and he couldn't play at all. You know, maybe he could hit a three-point shot once in a while. I never, never 
you know, I don't hate Rubio at all, but I think he can do better. You think we can do better than Rubio? I think it's possible, and I think Jeff Teague can, can get the job done. That's just my opinion. Enough, Jerry. Enough. Yes, enough. Uh, other ways to get on board the show, again, like I mentioned, the Facebook page, the Twitter account, that information will be in the show description. Final thing is to get on board with your voice, just like today's takes. Why doesn't Hank McCoy do it once in a blue moon or Vince Germano? It's possible, right? You guys can do it once in a while. Multiple ways, of course, there's the call now button on the Facebook page, which goes directly to the phone line. Otherwise, it's 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail to treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine all that. Uh, the phone number is for those of you locally in the United States. You could call from any state on most cell phone plans, i got to think, nowadays. Obviously, pretty much any cell phone plan, you could call from anywhere in the U.S. And then, of course, from the Great Divide, there's the call now button, which goes through Facebook Messenger, which is as free as Facebook Messenger always is, right? But it might use up some data. But then again, so does everything else, <laughs> right? Just get on Wi-Fi if you have to. Big bleeping deal. You're not going to lose anything. Unless, of course, your Wi-Fi is limited, too. But uh, we'll leave that alone. Hmm. <sighs> just noticing stuff. Man, sorry. I'm distracted with that. Mm. Some people just like to keep commenting and commenting and commenting like they just got so much to say and they just can't let it go. And, wow, I mean, let it go, brother, please. Anyhow, because um, it's not like I'm sitting here responding because I can't. I'm doing a show here. <laughs> Lord, oh, my God. Final way to get your voice on here if you don't want to use either of those and why you wouldn't need, why, I mean, but, yeah. Either way, it's just fine. What am I talking about? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't trust the messenger route. Maybe or maybe it's limited or doesn't work properly. Um, the other way is, of course, the audio submission route, where you record the call on your phone or your microphone or whatever it is, and email it to Paladino Live at yahoo.com. Paladino Live at yahoo.com. Same type of situation. Let's treat it like a phone call, whatever. And there it is. The email will be in the show description as well, so you can copy paste all that. So until next time, I want to say take care, stay warm. Those of you here locally, oh, it's been hot and humid forever. So all this Minnesota is just igloos and, and uh, snowmen. You're stupid. Maybe for like five seconds in winter. You know, it, it isn't even that cold in winter half the time. It's just you get a couple of cold stretches. Oh, and gosh, it snows. Oh, my God, we're all going to die because it snowed. No. <laughs> it gets cold, but it doesn't stay cold for like seven months a year. It gets hot and freaking humid in the summer, so that's another reason I'm saying freaking so much, because it's not comfortable. Um, those of you in Australia, you're not very warm right now. I understand it's the winter season or uh, you know colder season over there, so hope you're able to stay warm and enjoy yourselves as well. I hope the off-season has been going somewhat in your favor. Most Wolves fans would say yes. i got to think other teams out there, yes, no, maybe so with certain free agent moves and lack thereof and free agent losses, this and that. We've all been on both sides of that coin, unfortunately. It's nice to enjoy some positivity here in Minnesota. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you take care. Please tell your friends, and we'll talk to you next time, hopefully very soon again. 